Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts, this is week five of your Life Group Leader Guide. We're looking at Nehemiah 10. The icebreaker question here is, what is one of the hardest or easiest commitments you've ever made and why? So hopefully this question's a little bit of fun and we can just learn about each other's personalities, values, social environment, and just perspectives on our commitments that we make. Especially in our current culture, there are a variety of perspectives and contexts related to the commitments that we make. So just be sure to encourage your group to learn about one another and not to judge each other for their perspectives. Okay, after the icebreaker, go ahead and take some time and pray and then read either a portion of Nehemiah 10 or the entire chapter. The first discussion question is, what stood out to you in this section of scripture or what stood out to you from Sunday's sermon? And as always, this is kind of the go-to first opening question for those that want to just leave it open-ended. This is certainly your prerogative to ask this question if your group has time, but you can also skip to the following questions if necessary, and that's where you want to focus. So question two, what does this week's passage teach us about making and keeping our commitments to God? The goal of this question is to identify the major themes surrounding Israel's renewed covenant with God. So as leaders, we learn a few things about God, as well as Israel and the human nature in this passage. First, we see that God is faithful and worth committing to. No matter whether Israel kept their covenant or not, God was with them. This is an important truth for us to remember about God's character. Next, we see that God has a purpose for us in our commitment to him. He wants us to flourish and be renewed through obedience to him. Finally, we also see that making and keeping commitments, it can be hard. It was challenging for Israel and required moments of renewal and obedience. Taking this one step further, if we apply what we've learned to ourselves, we can find comfort in God's character as well as identify with the experience of the Israelites on a personal level. Question three. How has relational compromise or relational faithfulness impacted you? How can you be comforted or comfort someone else with God's truth in the midst of brokenness? So the goal of this question is to consider the impact that our relationships with others have on our relationship with God. There are likely times when we've seen how relational compromise has led to brokenness. This conversation may be a sensitive one, so allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in navigating this topic with your group. Some may be willing to share some intimate reflections, while others may prefer to keep these thoughts to themselves. Either way, encourage individuals to share their feelings with the Lord and to seek His healing embrace. For those that have stories of relational faithfulness, we want to celebrate these. It is such a beautiful sight to see relationships that honor God and that are a blessing to others. Whether we need to hear God's truth or whether we are in a position to share it with others, it's an important part of the conversation for your group. Encourage your group to call on the aspects of God's character that are comforting to them and that applies to the situation. If they're able to recall specific scripture, allow time for them to read and share these passages with the group. Now, if you'd like to go deeper, you could consider reading and reflecting on any or all of the following passages that encourage us in the midst of broken relationships. I've got a series of passages listed in the printed leader guide uh, for your review if you'd like. Question four, how does the way you spend your time reflect what you value? What effects of Sabbath rest resonate with you? 
So the goal of this question is to help your group make the connection between the decisions we make about our time and what that says about our worship of God. There's a direct connection between how we spend our time and what we value. We're going to spend time on the things that we believe are worth it and we'll bypass that which is not valuable to us. Life is full of opportunities to say yes or no to different things. And what we want to encourage our groups to do is to build a solid foundation from which they can make good decisions. Allowing God's word, the Holy Spirit, and your Christian community to influence you in this way is really healthy for our spiritual development. As Pastor Nate outlined a variety of effects on the Sabbath, encourage your group members to think about the ones that resonate most with them. Some may be motivated to increase their commitment to rest in their weekly rhythm, while others may be fortified in their convictions about the Sabbath. Either way, it's a good conversation to have among believers. If you'd like to go deeper, ask the group to take a few minutes to consider a sample schedule of their weekly routine. Ask them to make a list of all the categories of things that they do in a typical day or week. Next to each of these categories, have them write down the amount of time they spend doing these activities. Encourage them to look at the data set they've created and reflect on it with one another. Question five, what is God calling you to give to him, financially or otherwise? So the goal of this question is that you can encourage your group to share specific ways they plan to apply this passage in their lives, no matter how they're called to give, of their time, their talents, or their treasure. In this question, answers are going to differ. Some may feel a calling to be more financially generous, while others may feel a calling to serve with their time and talents. Some may feel a call to give more in the time of personal devotion and actually shift priorities in that way. It could be a moment where some realize they are spread too thin or overextending themselves. For everyone, it will be important to commit these things to God in prayer. And for those that did not do so between Sunday and your group meeting, encourage them to set aside some time this week to prayerfully consider what God is calling to give to him. For our prayer application for this week, uh, we'd love to think about how in Nehemiah 10, we see how Israel wrote down a covenant to God and renewed their relationship with him. In your prayer time this week, give your group some personal time to actually write a prayer or notes of a commitment to Jesus. Just like Israel put it in writing, this exercise could be a powerful one for your group. As it is intended as an individual activity, budgeting time for solitary, solitary prayer could be a good approach. You're also welcome to provide space for individuals to ask for collective prayer from the group if desired. Uh, also, in the manner that it is appropriate for your group, please continue to pray for God to intervene in the current season of the Russia-Ukrainian war. Pray that the physical and spiritual needs of these nations would be met by our great God. Our leadership notes from this week were written by Daniel Chan, one of our life group coaches. He writes an article about leading a Christ-centered community, which is a topic based on reflections from content in James Bryan Smith's Good and Beautiful Community. Let's jump in. Daniel says this, life groups are a great place for fellowship and unpacking the word of the Lord, but it can be so much more. We dive into the story from the Old to the New Testament of how people dealt with the challenges of life and how God met them in their challenges. As Christ followers, we are all extensions of that same story. Every member's experiences, before knowing Christ and after, demonstrates God's continuing compassion, power, and mercy. However, there is a false narrative that some might hold as they attend, that they need to present themselves as put together, when the truth is they may be in desperate need of encouragement. As leaders, we are uniquely positioned to demonstrate that it's okay to be not okay. 
being authentic in our struggles to be more like Christ is an opportunity for a Christ-like community to come together and for the Lord to meet us where we are at. During a life group, Daniel participated in a previous season. A member who rarely shared found comfort and confidence enough to share her insecurities about her own personal walk with the Lord. The group immediately showered her with stories of their own shortcomings and how they could relate to her, giving her insight into what they saw in her and building her up with a different perspective of herself. They were like Jesus in their compassion and understanding and were able to be used by the Lord to give her some much-needed support. The characters in scriptures had faults and faltered from time to time. They made mistakes, but through them, the Lord is able to use them to teach us valuable lessons. In the same way, each member has the potential to be great encouragement to others, despite what they may think is a failure. Thank you, Daniel, for your thoughts this week, and thank you, leaders and hosts, for all you do. Have a great week.